Yes. Welcome to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Through storytelling and conversational interviews, this weekly radio show and podcast offers listeners an insider's view into the commonalities of successful people and the ups and downs of risk-taking. Connect with Carrie through her candid, funny, informative, and always encouraging weekly blog. And now it's time for Carrie McCoy to get all up in your business. Who doesn't know the name Dale Carnegie, founder of the Dale Carnegie Courses, born in 1888 on a farm in Missouri? This farm boy turned salesman, turned actor, teacher, author, and self-help guru has helped thousands of people through his teachings. And a hundred years later, probably even over a hundred years later, they are still relevant and we are still remembering him. It is from Mr. Dale Carnegie's courses that so many self-help and personal development teachings and books have arisen. My guests today are part of the Dale Carnegie legacy, Mr. Jerry Wilson and Miss Jessie Wilson, no relation. For decades, Jerry led the Little Rock, Arkansas Dale Carnegie courses with probably the most famous one being How to Win Friends and Influence People which we'll talk about today, along with Carnegie's other books, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. Don't we all need to know that? But that's not all. There are self-help classes on all kinds of personal development, from speech making to tips on improving your memory. Joining Jerry today is Jessie Wilson. As I said, no relation, but she is Jerry Wilson's legacy at Dale Carnegie. It is with great pleasure that I welcome to the table the positive people and coaches of the Dale Carnegie course, Mr. Jerry Wilson and Miss Jessie Wilson. No relation. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much. You. You're welcome. Uh, Jerry and I were just talking about how long we've known each other. And when I took this course, because I did take this course and getting ready for this show, I got out all my books and I started looking at them and Sun Gray. They refer that this edition that I have is in the 1980s. And I'm sure they've made yes, a lot right. of editions since then mm -hmm. because some of it does feel kind of outdated. Yep. Just because, because here's why Dale Carnegie tells stories. Mm -hmm. He is like the original. A documentarian of writing about people. Mm. I mean, and they're tiny little bites of yeah. stories. You know, it's like, and then, and then there are two paragraphs, which is the way I like to read. And I would say these books are written on an eighth grade level. What would y'all think? No, it, and it was like strategically from the eighth grade level. Like, because I think Dale Carnegie, that was something that really stood out to him is that meeting people where they are and they can read that. And something that an interesting fact is actually Donna Dale Carnegie, Dale yeah. Carnegie's daughter is like she's our chairwoman for dale carnegie and she just did a revision of how to win friends and influence people that was released earlier this year so there's new stories there's some of the like the integrity of the whole book how to win friends is the same but the there's some of the different type stories that are more relevant for today. So just and, he, what and he talks a little bit about science and yeah. science has come a long way since these, since the eighties, you yes, know, it has. <laughs> yes. you know, he talks about brain, uh, brain theory and stuff. And I'm like, yeah. no, that's not true anymore. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Dale Carnegie. He was born Carnegie, that he spelled C-A-R-N-A-G-E-Y, and he changed it to be like the Andrew Carnegie, the steel yep. magnet. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's clever. Oh, yeah. Well, he was an entrepreneur, and he saw the Carnegie name because previously it was Carnegie, ah. as you just said. And he saw the Carnegie name and realized that he could ride that wave, mm -hmm. that people knew the name. And uh, and they'd remember it. Yes. Yeah. So in 1912, he born in 88, but in 1912, he moved to New York and uh, was selling cars and being an actor and all this stuff. And I, like I said, I just got finished reading some of it again. And then he got really um, uh, saddened by what he was doing. He wasn't feeling fulfilled. And he went and tried to get a job at two colleges mm -hmm. because he's trained. He's gone to college. He's trained to be a teacher. And he didn't get hired. And like yeah. so many people. Yeah. He, it was the best thing that ever happened to him. The disappointment was yeah. the best thing that ever happened to him. So tell our listeners what he ended up going to the YMCA and tell them what he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he started the, it was a public speaking course for men. 
originally during that. And then what he had realized is that, you know, people don't need to learn just how to be public speakers. They need to be good people skilled in speaking. And so then that really started that journey for building the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And so he dug into those stories and then from there created the Dale Carnegie course we know today. It's been shifted over time from 16 weeks to 12 weeks to eight weeks to three days. Really? Uh, yes, it has shifted over time. Can you still do a long course if you uh-huh. want? Yes, yes, you can still do a long course if you want to. So you're meeting people where their needs are. You yes. want it three days or oh, just like Dale Carnegie. Exactly. But what's really powerful, Carrie, is, and many people don't know this, is that Dale Carnegie you know, it's a global organization. We have 210 offices globally and deliver this training in over 25 languages. And so what started the global picture was Dorothy Carnegie, Dale Carnegie's wife. So when Dale Carnegie passed away in 1955, Dorothy Carnegie said, well, this needs to be bigger. And we, we need to take this global and have more, more of that franchise concept started because of Dorothy Carnegie. What was his first book? The How to Win Friends. That was his first uh-huh. book. Yeah. The background you might find interesting uh, in How to Win Friends and Influence People. He would have people, he would take a principle, ask his class members to go out and apply it, and then come back and report on it. Those that uh, succeeded more than they failed, he put in the book. The others he threw away. So it was like his own laboratory. It was his own laboratory. So That's no wonder right. they're so perfect. No wonder they're still good. I'm, I'm kind yeah. of amazed that 100 years later, we're still got all the same issues we had 100 years ago, yeah. mm-hmm. even with all our technology and everything. Technology's dramatically changed, but people haven't. Mm-hmm. We still, what keeps you up at night is not a piece of equipment. It's somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He realized that more people had worry and stress in their Mm -hmm. life than Mm -hmm. anything else. And he mentions he went to um, the New York library because he wanted to find, okay, I'm going to invest in myself. What can I find about this? And I mean, there were some, but barely anything. But you can imagine you go to a worry section and there was very few. Now we have more. But during that time, he saw 50 books on worms. And he said, why do we have 50 books on worms? And nothing and on not, worry. Nothing on worry. <laughs> so then that's how it, it started from there. He saw the need and fulfilled that need. Mm-hmm. So um, was his next book, How to Stop Worrying and Start mm-hmm. Living? Yes. And yes. then the one after that was The Quick and Easy Way to Effective Speaking. Has he written? Those are the three that you're given when you join your class. You're given those three books because I have those books. Is there any more? There are. So yes, we just, we released, like there's been different ones over the past several years because Carrie, to that point, I mean, many people, they think how to win friends and influence people. It's still relevant today. So relevant. But part of our brand within Dale Carnegie is that, hey, we have got to remain relevant. We've got to continue to share these different stories. And so we have books on the listening. We have different, we have a new book that's been released just this past year called Take Command. Mm. And the Take Command is written by um, Joe Hart, who is our CEO, but it's also through different stories across our global network. So these are with customers. These are with Dale Carnegie franchisees, mm-hmm. and you get to hear how they take command of their business. And it's a very powerful. We've done some different book releases across, um, really across the world in bringing that take command book. And he wrote a book about Abraham Lincoln. So yes. yes that you get that right. in the training if you win an award. <laughs> I must have yeah. won an award because Same I got that book. And yep. again, it was very easy to read. And I was yep. fascinated mm-hmm. that Dale Carnegie was so fascinated by yeah. Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. 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 He, he was. What was it entitled? Lincoln, the Unknown. Yes. Uh, very good. Yeah. And it, it was kind of about how could you start from such humble beginnings and yes. become one of the most important people in the or the most important yeah. person in the world that changes everything. Yeah. So how did you two end up in the business? 
Jerry, I'll have you start. <laughs> yeah, Jerry, you start first. Yes. Long before Carrie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long before Jesse. Um, I took a um, sales course. Really? I was in sales uh, and took a sales course and uh, saw it have a dra- dramatic impact on my performance. I moved from the bottom of the sales group that I was in to the top. And uh, I thought, wow, this is really powerful. This makes a lot of sense. Gained a lot of confidence. Were you in Little Rock? No, was in Richmond, uh, Richmond, Virginia. Is that where you're from? Virginia is where I'm from. Small, small little town of about 3,000 people in the heart of tobacco country. Um, So I didn't fit the corporation I was working for real well. I was looking for a job and I had I found out that the instructor on that franchise was looking for salespeople. And I thought, boy, if I could work with this guy for a year, that would be an education I couldn't buy. So one year turned into 36. <laughs> so in some ways, when I was reading how to win friends and influence people, I thought it was just teaching manners. And that we've just forgotten to be mannerly, you know. It's like, uh, just be nice and listen to people when they talk to you. <laughs> and and come from where they're coming from and try to have empathy. You know, you're like, well, isn't that just Miss Manners rewritten? In, in yeah, right. a, <laughs> yeah. It's related. Yeah. 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 It's All related. Right. This is we a, want to deal with people that we mm-hmm. like, not someone that's rude. Yeah. And I would even say, too, Carrie, that – you know, when you look at the core of the principles, they're common sense. Yes, yeah. they are. They, they are. They are. So you look at that and you're like, oh, yeah, this isn't just how to be nice, but they're not common practice. Oh, somebody write that yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. Common, common, common sense, sense, not, common sense not common practice. Y'all put that on my yeah. website. Uh, all right. <laughs> this is a great place to take a break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with the self-help gurus, Mr. Jerry Wilson and Miss Jesse Wilson. No relation. They are shining examples of personal growth and confidence that they teach through their work at the Dale Carnegie courses. We'll be right back. You're listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy, a production of FlagandBanner.com. Over 40 years ago, with only $400, Carrie founded Arkansas Flag and Banner. During the last four decades, the business has grown and changed, along with Carrie's experience and leadership knowledge. In 1995, she embraced the internet and rebranded her company as simply FlagandBanner.com. In 2004, she became an early blogger. Since then, she has founded the nonprofit Friends of Dreamland Ballroom, began publishing her magazine, Brave, and in 2016, branched out into this very radio show, YouTube channel, and podcast. In 2020, Carrie McCoy Enterprises acquired OurCornerMarket.com, an online company specializing in American-made plaques, signage, and memorials for over 20 years, and in 2021, opened a satellite office in Miami, Florida. Telling American-made stories, selling American-made flags, theflagandbanner.com. Thank you, Gray. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with Mr. Jerry Wilson and Miss Jesse Wilson. To use modern terminology, they are authentic life coaches before life coaches was even a word. I say authentic because their methodology comes from the tried and true courses of Dale Carnegie in Little Rock, Arkansas. All right, if you're just tuning in, we were talking about Dale Carnegie's life, and he's a fascinating guy. And I like the way his books are written. They're eighth grade, my favorite reading level. Uh, they're not too long, 220 pages, perfect for me. Um, <laughs> so now we're going to talk about some of the books. And the first book we're going to talk about was the book that was the most famous. And I think, it, I think I read it was made into 37 languages, and I don't even know how many millions of copies. So the audition I have is 1981 which is how Jerry and I found out when I took my course it was in the mid 80s. So let's just dissect for our listeners some of the great tips. And part one, again, Miss Manners, don't criticize. Yeah. Give sincere appreciation and arouse in the other person an eager want to. Well, of course. But I do think that sometimes people are confused when they think that when you criticize somebody, you're helping them and that that's how you motivate them. But all of us mothers know 
You can't get your kid to clean the room by yelling at them. You got to tell them, I'll buy you a toy after you get the room clean. <laughs> I mean, or something, you know, I don't know. Incentivize. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we have him here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he finishes all my sentences. When I read this, I thought about how I didn't even realize that all of these principles mm-hmm. had seeped into my subconscious and that I've actually been using them for years. Yeah. I think you could sure. rename this book a manager's guidebook because this is how you motivate your employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't go in and go, you idiot, I can't <laughs> believe you did that the other day. You come in and say, I know you didn't mean to do this, but I need to let you know that you checked the wrong box when you were writing that order up. And uh, thanks for making that. Thanks for getting that order. That's a good order. And then they'll do it right next time, you know? Mm -hmm. No, it's so true. I think, you know, especially these first nine that, you know, I think about different stories where many, like in the workforce today, they're, we're in a hybrid environment. So some people are working from home. Some people are in the office. And so the big challenge today is that, that part of the reason you see some people leaving is they're not connected. Yeah. And they don't have the connection at work. And so sometimes when you think about it, I call those first nine principles our micro environment. So mm. it's in a way that all of us have a vibe. Uh-huh. Like Carrie, you have a vibe. I have a vibe. Jerry has a vibe. And it is, are we bringing that positivity to us around that micro environment, or do we bring another? Are we negative from that? And so these first nine help us to get a gauge to see what environment am I creating? Like in my, when I walk into a room, what do they see those nine? Because that's intentional mm-hmm. on truly at the core of it. It says become generally interested, not be. I have to become it. I have to change my motivation and I need to shift my thinking to think more about you than about me. And that micro environment really demonstrates that. And so today's workforce, those first nine, even though they seem basic, are vital to employee engagement. Mm -hmm. They're vital to how we interact with one another. They're vital to whether I'm on a meeting for five minutes virtually, how you how you feel when I leave that meeting. So you're saying nine, I guess because my book's old. I only have six. And they... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you need a new edition. I need a new edition. the, The next three. Yeah. Yeah. So here they are for everybody. Become generally interested in other people, which mm-hmm. you just said. I mean, yes. you got to really be interested. You when, do. when Jerry got here, I thought he was interviewing me. So how'd you start your business? <laughs> I, went to, I said, whoa, Jerry, stop your Dale Carnegie principles on me. Yes. <laughs> why did you start uh, this radio show, Carrie? <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole conversation about why you started this radio yes. show. Yes. <laughs> he was genuinely interested. So, and then smile. Mm-hmm. And Jesse, you have the best smile <laughs> of anybody you. on the planet. <laughs> I mean, do you ever not smile? Do your cheeks hurt all day long? I, yeah. <laughs> and. And uh, and this one, I remembered Bill Clinton saying that a person's name is the favorite sound they want to ever hear is their name. I have a problem with this. Okay, why? I can't remember anybody's name. Yeah. I try so hard. Carrie, I'll tell you you how to do it. Okay, tell everybody. The next person you meet, loan them $100. (laughs) (laughs) what would that do i mean truly that's being humorous but what would that do that would really make us work at learning yeah. the name so we have to bill clinton was a master, master. at it and, and uh had a quick mind so that he had an advantage over most but if we really met somebody that was going to buy your business today well you'd learn their name you'd mm-hmm. remember that mm-hmm. you'd get it the first time yeah right i would well they say like you know because carrie i was the same way i mean i'm like i work at Joe carnegie like well, why can i not remember certain people's names and this was probably um 12 years ago i had an aha moment and it was really a self-reflection for me that 
it was where I saw value. I think naturally mm-hmm. we compartmentalize people and we yep. say, I'm only going to meet you for two minutes. I really don't need to remember your name. So we like, we, we, it's like a file cabinet. I don't even need to put it in my file cabinet. It doesn't need to go there. Yep. I can just throw that away. But then we meet somebody and we, maybe they're kind of sitting on the desk and then they say something that could help our business. Like, Hey, I'm really interested in this. Then we file it away because it's a value to us. It's important. It's truly more deeper than that. It's deeper in our own self-motivation. I would say that, and this is what I tell a lot of people is that the Dale Carnegie program, like where we teach the remembering names, where we teach about like different memory techniques is that even if you took it 30 years ago, I, I encourage people to take it at every season of their life because you're going to have it a different perspective from it. Cause when you took it 30 some years ago, now you're going to look at through the lens mm. of leading a larger cause, mm. leading a team and seeing maybe through the eyes of your grandkids and to see how can I best influence in this stage rather than how you saw it during that point. Yeah, she's speaking and, to me on my level, like Dale Carnegie said. Yeah. Well, she is. She's good. She's a top performer. You and I face age. Yeah, yeah. That memory impacts, loss. That, yeah, that impacts memory. That's yeah. that's that's different. Oh, it is. Sure. And where Jesse was earlier is what really matters. Is do you see beyond the name? Mm-hmm. Motivation. Who's, who's the person? Yeah. Motivation. Yeah. Why is it important? Uh, all right. So the next one is uh, be a good listener. I hear a lot about mm-hmm. active listening and I see over and over and over people that interrupt other people and don't listen. This radio show has been so good for me to learn to be an active listener. I didn't realize how bad I was till I started this radio show. And I realized I interrupt people all the time. I even had a caller call in one time and say, tell that lady to quit interrupting her guest. Yeah, back when we did it live. Yeah. <laughs> when it was, when it was live. <laughs> so the sure. next way is how in the same book is to win people to your thinking. Mm-hmm. And that's different. That's yeah. different. There's three really good you things bet. that this one book teaches in only 200 and something pages that I thought every manager should read. Uh, the only way to get the, to win an argument is to avoid it. Whereas a lot of people don't think that they're like, I'm going to go tell them so and so and so and so. Mm. And that's really not it. And then show Mm -hmm. show respect for the other person's opinions. Yeah. Never say you're wrong to anybody, which I have heard people say that. Yeah. Well, sure. Remember when Bill Riley used to tell his guests to shut up on TV? (laughs) I could not even watch that show. I was like, where is his mother? Yeah, right. (laughs) Uh, And then if you're wrong, admit it quickly and empathetically. I will admit I'm wrong even if I'm not just to avoid a fight and to move on and let the other person win because I don't care if I win half the time. Really and truly. I mean, half the stuff you're trying to win, does it really matter? No, No, it's very, you know, I think, you know, one common misconception that we hear a lot is, wait, you're telling me to avoid arguments. Like we need conflict in the workplace to get things done. I can't just do that. And and so one thing that we demonstrate is the key word is argument. And an argument is 90% emotion and 10% nonsense. And conflict is we should have conflict. There should be, we need diversity of thought. (laughs) We're not just everybody, I, I have this. But it says in order to get the best, of it, of this argument to avoid it. So we know when we walk into the workplace and there's that one employee that just tends to, they just know our buttons and they want to argue with anything and it devalues the meeting. It starts to um, really almost deflate your inflated balloon during the day. Just avoid that argument. Because you are naturally, if you feed into that, it's going to create a fire. Um, and I think this is good too. let other person feel like it's the, his or her idea because mm-hmm. then they'll have ownership. That's yeah. Right. So if you're trying to get something to done, you can ask instead of saying you need to take the trash out every day <laughs> to your husband. Yes. You can say, wouldn't it be nice? Or, is tomorrow trash day? 
And they're, oh, yeah, I need to take the trash out. You're like, okay, good. That was your yeah. idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carrie, what I like to do is when we're on vacation, uh-huh. I'm like, my husband loves to go to coffee shops and I like to shop. And so I strategically look and see where shopping that I want to go to in a coffee shop is close. Uh, perfect. Yes. Yeah. And I just say, hey, didn't you want to go check out that coffee shop there? We get there. And while he's in line, I'm like, hey, how about you stay here? I'm just going to go over here and <laughs> there. So he has figured out what I've done. I was about to say, I hope he doesn't listen to this show. (laughs) (laughs) And then try to be honest about it from the other and think of it, like you said, from another person's point of view and be sympathetic, like you said, to the other person. And then I didn't know what this one means, but Mm -hmm. it says dramatize your ideas. And then the last one says throw down a challenge. And I didn't read that part. I didn't get to that today. What does throw down a challenge mean for competitive people? I mean, how many times, Carrie, you got like a throw down a challenge for any time we get faced with something that maybe you throw down a challenge to your sales team and say like, hey, we need to go do this or we need to have so many orders here. And I think more times than not, we tend to limit people, throw down a challenge for them that say that there is a goal that you want to hit. And you write down that number. I remember I was specifically in a sales meeting and one of, one of the owners, he wrote down a number, didn't say anything else from that. And from that, he just said, that's where we need to be next year. And it like threw down a challenge. Yeah. And we were just like, okay. And was it huge? It was huge, but we just, we knew we could get there and he didn't yell at us. He didn't, it was more around, or there, I mean, I think there's so many different things. He would come into the office. He says, I have $50 for the first, first person to get a meeting. And all of us are on the phones. We're like, is there challenges on there? Because, yeah. you know, for that. That's fun. That's games. That's yeah. games. Now we're playing games. Makes it fun. And then nine ways to do it without giving offense or causing resentment. Mm. Begin with praise. This yep. always works for all you managers out there. If you're going to write somebody mm-hmm. up, I learned this not through, maybe I learned it through Dale Carnegie, but I think I learned it through mm-hmm. management. You bring somebody in, you're going to write them up and you tell them right off the bat what they did great and what they did good and what you like and what you're proud of. Mm-hmm. And then you tell them, but this is where we could improve. Yeah. But I look at those principles that if you go down, it could really be a coaching process. Yes. Mm -hmm. So typically when we think if we think of through the lens of a manager, Mm -hmm. the natural thing to do is like they're up at night thinking about, oh, I have to have that difficult conversation. And so for them, it's a to do list. Now I just want to get it done. I'm going to be direct with you. Here's what you did wrong and go. Well, then the performance of their team is going to go down the drain. So the beginning with praise, it's a, it's in a way sets the tone. Mm-hmm. Are you, is this person worth keeping? Like in the, and if they are, then we need to begin with that because they, everyone has those strengths. I'd even say too, when we begin with that praise and honest appreciation, so even sometimes those mistakes that we make, if the motivation was pure, we need to, we need to think about that. Maybe they made a huge mistake, but they were trying to be efficient and fast. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. a good thing. Now you love your efficiency and how quick you were on this. And then you go in and you, you talk about, let's, let's make sure continue that speed, but let's see how we can make that even more effective. And I don't think most people do things out of malicious or no, on purpose. No. Most of the time, yeah. right. So most of the time, they don't know they're doing it no. or it was a mistake. <laughs> More than not, it was a mistake. And and they're actually kind of glad to talk about it a lot of times. They're yeah. like, I know I meant to, you know. That's okay. It's a mistake. Let's just not do it again. Yeah. Well, we all beat ourselves up yeah. more than we'd let somebody else beat us up. Mm-hmm. Right? Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Because <laughs> you know you you've called them into your office and they've already not slept that night before. They're already thinking, should I go to indeed.com? Like all the things <laughs> that are there. And then when it like 
it de-escalates it. And then I do think you need to do, like it says on the fourth, ask questions instead of giving direct mm. orders. I yeah. think if you say, what can we do next yeah. time to change this? They know what to do. How yeah. I sure. ever know what to do? That's it's right. not in yeah. their position. They can say, you know, I think the back door needs to have a new latch put on it and then I won't leave it open next tomorrow when no. I leave. I think the lock's bad. And, and and the same thing goes with your children mm. for parenting. I mean, your kid may be running in the street. Look, she's laughing. She's got two young kids. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they yeah. may be running in the street. And you're like, boy, you're a fast runner. Stay out of the street. You know? <laughs> yeah. No, it's so funny. It's so funny here because what I think about, I mean, I'll even tell, like when I'm in a training, I'll say I coach way more at home than I do in this training room. Uh, my son, he's five. He's almost six next month. And part of his kindergarten, he has to give a presentation. Oh. And oh. they want to work on presentation skills. Do they know who his mom is? I, oh, no. <laughs> I don't know if his teacher knows what I do, but yes, she will. She'll definitely learn when oh. she says, because I even, I said, Graham, stop moving your arms. Graham, so like, be quiet. Like, go through this and he I mean we practice it every day and he gets two stickers every time he practices it and he I mean you see the coaching he's self-correcting and he's only six uh, you're such a good mom uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is. so speech making is mm -hmm. another one of your big topics but I think we should come when I come back we'll talk about that one so this is a great place to take a break when we come back we're going to continue our conversation with Jesse Wilson and Jerry Wilson from Dale Carnegie Courses. And we're going to talk about speech making and we're going to talk about how to stop worrying because everybody worries too much and it's not good for you. So we'll be right back with tips on those subjects. The Dreamland Ballroom. Up on the top floor of Taborian Hall, the home of FlagandBanner.com. We've told you about this historic place many times on this program. And they have hosted an incredible array of musicians and performers in the 105 years that this building has been on West 9th Street in downtown Little Rock. But the current entry on the director's blog at dreamlandballroom.org will really bring it to life for you. A list of the artists and the dates and whom they performed with is in that blog entry. You gotta see it. Go to the director's blog at dreamlandballroom.org and read about Duke Ellington, Cab Calloway, B.B. King, Etta James, Sammy Davis Jr., Red Fox, Count Basie, who you're listening to in the background, Dizzy Gillespie, and so many more, having performed at this historic location that we have right here in Little Rock, Arkansas, Dreamland Ballroom. And they can always use your donations as they continue improving this historic landmark. Dreamlandballroom.org. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking with Jesse Wilson and Jerry Wilson. No relation from the Dale Carnegie courses they teach. All right, now we're going to talk about uh, speech making. Mm. So let's talk about the, the book, A Quick and Easy Way to Effective Speaking. Why is it important? Our greatest fear in life for most people is speaking in front of a group, right? Yes. So what happens is as people develop a skill then our confidence grows and we're able to be ourself. That encompasses all of life because that confidence also comes through if you're just talking to one person. So it's really about building, helping people to build their confidence. It's about overcoming a fear, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I think about um, there was a graduate from actually Google and she had delivered a presentation and she was so nervous, like, you know, her hands, everything just, oh my gosh, do I want to do this. And then she, you know, basically was like, I'm done. Like, oh, there we go. And then she gets a call from her boss and he says, I want you to take the Dale Carnegie course. Ah. And she goes, what? Ah, no, like this is, this is stressful. I can't do this. And she said she was an administration. She was like an admin to an executive. And he said, I believe that this will really help you. Mm -hmm. She took it 
And she spoke at our Dale Carnegie convention and she like, she spoke in front of all these people. So close to a thousand people across Dale Carnegie. That know about speeches. That know about speeches. That's a tough audience. And she just said it gave her this confidence. And now like we work with the executive uh, executive assistants across Google to give them that type of skill set because she said, I, we only know what we know. Yeah. And so from those aspects, when we talk about our audience, I think at the core of it, if I were to think about what is Dale Carnegie, figure out this phrase, it's not about you. <laughs> yeah. So then make it about somebody mm-hmm. else. If you're going to give a speech, Don't make it about you. Oh my gosh, I hope I don't mess up. Oh my gosh, I don't, I hope I don't say this wrong thing or I don't have enough experience or I feel like an imposter, all those things. If you focus on that, it's going to fail. If you focus in on who you're speaking to, what they care about, what the goal, what the purpose is, you're going to be more successful. And then don't have the first time you actually say it out of your mouth be on that day you give it. Because some things that sound great in our head do not sound great when we actually oh, deliver Oh, you mean them. practice? Oh, yes. Practice them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because yes. there's many times I can t- say that, you know, if I don't practice it before or and I just think about it, I'll think it's the funniest thing ever. And then I give it. I'm like. Um, the joke you, doesn't land. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, man, that do sounded Do you practice great. just with yourself or do you practice to somebody else? So it, I sometimes I do both. So yeah. it just depends. Like, well, I know as different facilitators, we'll come together and we'll say, okay, hey, let's practice this. Carrie, I want to go uh-huh. back uh-huh. for a minute to, for your listeners, but for all of us. Most of us beat ourselves up. Right. Mm-hmm. We if we're going to give a presentation, we're talking about what t- we we talk to ourselves, Right. So the point is to talk to ourselves with positive things. I'm prepared for this presentation. Mm-hmm. I'm really going to be good. I'm going to have a lot of energy. It's going to feel good for me. I'm going to. So to give ourselves <laughs> positive pep talks, because most people give themselves mm-hmm. negative pep talks. Well, that only makes it worse. Yeah, it really does. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you stop worrying and start living? That's another book. Yeah. Part of it is the positive pep talks. A lot of the things we worry about never happen. Mr. Carnegie said 90% of them never happen. So we spend all of our time and effort wasted on something that's not going to happen. Um, I thought this one was interesting that I read. He said, he said, what's the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. And he says that in his book, That's and right. I read it again today. What's the worst thing yep. that can happen? And I think, well, I'll lose that hundred thousand yep. dollars. Will I lose my other business? No, but I will lose my savings. Yep. Yeah. And he gave lots of examples of going ahead and asking yourself, "What's the worst thing?" Mm-hmm. And if, accept that. If I yeah. leave, then improve if, on it. If I leave my husband tomorrow, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be broke. (laughs) Yes. Well, and I think too, when you look at the book, it's broken up into different sections, similar to how to win friends and influence people. So like one section is how to conquer worry. Yes. And one section is like the around our good working habits and some are around, okay, when, like, how do I break the fatigue? So when I'm exhausted and I, you know, I'm just so fatigued with everything going on. So each of those, the different sections have different principles that can help us. So how do you break the fatigue? You know, they say that it's what we think about we become. And so if we're, if it's, I always say, if it's trash in, it's trash out. Because if what I think in here it's a spiral effect. So if I think one negative thought, there are 15,000 other thoughts yeah, that are negative. The story we tell ourselves is probably the most important story. Yeah. Yes. We can we can tell ourselves, I'm going to be great at this, and you'll probably be great at it. Yep. Uh, I'd even say, too, Carrie, that when we think about from fatigue perspective, one of the our previous franchise owners, he passed away in November he had nine and a half years with terminal cancer. And I really it's a long got time with it's terminal a, cancer. Yes, it is. It is. So you think about yeah. how to stop worrying and start living. He lived 
those principles. Yes, he did. I got to see those principles in action during a very traumatic time. And one thing that he did is that he created happiness for others. When we tend to have trauma in our life, we live in a time and we get fed that, oh, I'm so sorry. Like you should just, it's okay. Just, just sit there. You don't need to do anything like be in your own thoughts. And he did not do that. He was amazing. Amazing. He would, he would think about others before most people would think about the other person. And Carrie, you remember this on surface, people act enthusiastic and you'll be enthusiastic, right? Mm -hmm. And we did that in the class. So it's not about fun and games, but it's saying I can change how I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, it's about changing how we think. One of the guys that he quotes is Sir William Osler, who said, live in day tight compartments. And I thought that was really good. Live in day tight compartments. So one time I did go to a counselor and she said almost that to me. She said, if you and probably everybody's heard this, if you want to have worries, think about the future. (laughs) If you want to have regret, think about the past. If you want to be happy, think about today. And out of that year of counseling that I went in there and talked to her, that's the one thing I think that really, really yeah. stuck. And when I saw this in the book, live in daytight compartments, it keeps you from stewing about things yeah. or being angry about things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, there's something in the book, it talks about water the plant at your feet. Like, oh, I like that. So it's like water, what's in the present. Don't look into the field ahead and don't look behind you. But it's in a way our day is filled in compartments. And I think if we were thinking today's time, it's probably live in 30 minute compartments rather than a day. But in that 30 minutes, say I had a bad meeting. I just got chewed out by my boss. Well, it tends to, we have then decided the rest of our day is going to be terrible mm-hmm. until we decide I'm going to deal with that compartment and then I'm going to start a new day. And then it shifts. So it's like, in a way, we have our mindset that says, I'm having a bad hair day. It's not going to be a good day. And we tell people it's not going to be a good day. Well, then when we live in daytime compartments, we have to deal with all those stresses and then start it over. You can't control how you feel. You can control how you act. Mm -hmm. So if you act in a given way, feeling follows action. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's the fundamental of act enthusiastic. Yeah. You can't control how you feel, but you can if you start acting that way before long, feeling follows it. So it's a, a gain in yeah. compartments. So I think when I read all of this, I, I feel like why are schools mm. not teaching life skills in classes? Because you get out of class yeah. and it's like you're just. You're just, we come to maturity and all of a sudden you're set out and the pressures of experience and everything come down on you. And you haven't really been taught unless your mother Mm -hmm. was really active or your father was (laughs) really active. But a lot of times you've just been going to school and coming home and you don't know all these life skills. I mean, why are we not teaching life skills and development for people, for young people when they get out on their own, because I think a lot of them, and I know my kids were a little bit shocked at sure. what the world is like when you get out there. Of course, sure. you know, they had me to help them, but not everybody does. That's right. Yeah. I think there's, that's definitely become more evident. I think as the, as the workforce that we have, you know, the aging workforce and people are having to be in the seats that are not fully prepared to be in the seats of in the leadership or management. And in a lot of ways, I think it has shined a light that we need those skills a lot earlier. But I I mean, that's the question that I've always asked myself. Why are we not more into the schools? Yeah. Yeah. Finances is another one. Kids come out and don't know how to pay their taxes. Uh, The last thing, talking about fatigue, and then we'll go to a quick break. Preventing fatigue. The one that stuck out in my mind, there's a lot of, there's several of them that you can read in the book about how to stop worrying and start living. And one of them, though, was resentment and anger. (laughs) 
that that's very fatiguing. And talk about getting stuck in your brain. Yeah. It says, don't worry about the past. And one thing he says is don't saw sawdust. What? Don't, like, so you imagine like you like are sawing a piece of wood. Yeah. And then in the, like it's already been cut. And now you're trying to saw a sawdust from that makes complete sense. Well, I did have heard and that there's these little grooves in your brain. And if you keep thinking the same negative <laughs> stuff over and over, you're just going to map that groove in your brain yeah. over and over and over. And then That's you just right. need to remap it another way. All right. This is a great place to take a break. This will be our last break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with the good people from Dale Carnegie, Mr. Jerry Wilson and Miss Jesse Wilson. No relation. They have been kind enough to share their knowledge of confidence and personal growth with us. I keep He's laughing because I keep saying no relation. <laughs> uh, interestingly, the Dale Carnegie courses are as relevant today as they were 100 years ago and seem to be the foundation for which many other self-help books and courses were written. These are easy to read books. I highly recommend you pick one up or take a Dale Carnegie course. When we come back, we'll talk about how to sign up for the courses and how you can get involved. We'll be right back. All UIYB past and present interviews are available at Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy's YouTube channel, Facebook page, the Arkansas Democrat Gazette's digital version, flagandbanner.com's website, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Just ask your smart speaker to play Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. And by subscribing to our YouTube channel or flagandbanner.com's email list, you will receive prior notification of that day's guest. Back to you, Carrie. You're listening to Up In Your Business with me, Carrie McCoy, and I'm speaking today with the Dale Carnegie facilitators, Jesse Wilson and Jerry Wilson. And we've been talking about the books that Dale Carnegie wrote and how they're still so relevant today. And if you missed this show, you need to go back and listen. There are some great self-help tips. But... If you've got the money, because it's not cheap anymore like it was when I went to Dale Carnegie's <laughs> course, you can join some of their classes. And I think I'm going to take a speech class. I, you know, like Jesse was saying, mm -hmm. you should probably take it every you should probably take a course every time you change mm -hmm. uh, places in your life, you know, mm -hmm. which for me seems to be about every decade. Yep. Okay. Uh, about every decade I mm -hmm. change. And I saw a speaker speak one time and he said, if you're not changing your business at least every 10 years, you're not going to be in business the next 10 years. Mm. And yeah. boy, is that not true. This business has changed so much in my 40 plus years. So uh, how do mm -hmm. people get involved with Del Carnegie? And what do you think is the best courses you have? And I mean, really, we work more on like an organization level. So like you had mentioned from that managers and you say, wow, this has really resonated with me. I need my organization to do this. Um, then it would be that the organization typically sponsors them to go through one of our programs. We can do that on site or we have public offerings. Um, for public offerings, they're the Dale Carnegie course, Skills for Success, which is the effective communications, human relations. And then we have a high impact presentations. We do a sales training, winning with relationship selling, and we do leadership training for results. Yeah. So you can go to our website, dalecarnegie.com, okay. and you can, it is, it has the geolocation. So you can put in Little Rock or wherever you are. And then you can also email me. I'm Jesse, J-E-S-S-I-E dot Wilson at dalecarnegie.com. Put that on the website, honey. Um, or LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn as well. And they can just send a private message if they want to do that as well. We, Dale Carnegie, whether you are here and listening in Arkansas, we have programs, but we also have programs throughout Every the whole world. Throughout the world. Isn't the world. that just crazy? Yeah. So I want to take a speech class. What yes. do I, what do I do first? What do you do first? Well, the good news is that you're, you're sitting right next to the person yep. who can get you signed up for it. So <laughs> then from that, we would just work on schedules and let you know. Do I do it with a group of people? Is it a yeah, class? It's a with class. A, how big is a class? So the class is roughly around, I'd say 20 to 25. Oh, that's a big class. How yeah. often does it, so it probably starts on a specific day. How often is it offered a year? Usually around, three times a year that it will be offered. And it lasts how long? Could be that if you want to take the main Dale Carnegie course, it's eight sessions. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it'll meet like one afternoon a week for eight sessions. Um, we offer that in also a three-day format. Carrie, you might want to do the high-impact yes. presentation. Yes. Really? It's focused on making great presentations. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And it's a small group. And it's done in three two days, days, two days, two days now. 
Okay. Uh, well, y'all are the experts. If that's yeah. what y'all say, oh. then I have to take you'll your... You'll see on immediate... You'll see things immediately. And do you want to tell people how much it is? Oh, yes. So let's say if like from like if it's sending one person through mm-hmm. that program, say the organization sending one person here in Little Rock, it's 1750 What's really neat about this, Carrie, is that our core programs are accredited. And so you can receive college credit. So for continuing education units, it's a certificate at the end. So I think more times than not, you can see the sticker shock, like, oh my goodness, like 1,750. But yet you are, you are a part of 9 million graduates globally when you take that. And so say that you were leaving for another job or you are wanting a promotion, then that is what people put on their resume that they have done that. And so um, then when we talk about on um, on site or private programs, those are going to be a program cost versus just one person at a time. Mm. It's going to be for all that. All right. I've enjoyed visiting with y'all. Tell me what a sailblazer is. A salesblazer. Oh. I went to your LinkedIn page and it said salesblazer. I was yes. like, what is a salesblazer? So, Carrie, this is pretty neat is because Dale Carnegie, we're a part of that global organization. And because we are a household name and the rich history of Dale Carnegie, we have built a lot of really neat collaborations. And we have recently this year collaborated with Salesforce. And oh. Salesforce. The software? Yes. Like Salesforce, oh, where you like go and you uh, plug in everything. Awesome. And so yeah. basically when you are a Salesforce uh, sales trailblazer, then, and I'm one of those, then that they picked out people like our top producers globally within Dale Carnegie. You're talking with the lady that is the third highest producer within the international scope of Dale Carnegie. Jesse, are you kidding me? Why was that not on your resume you sent me? Or was it? Did I miss it? No, no. That should have been in your opening bio. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you all. So I have given both of you a U.S. and an Arkansas flag for your desk set. Oh, yeah. But, Jerry, I'm going to put a Virginia with yours. And, Jesse, I'm going to give you a Kansas flag to go with yours before you all leave. Because I just found out when you got here, that's where you all hailed from or were born or whatever. Interesting. Thank you all so much. Thank you. It's been a great a pleasure, it's Carrie. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank I you. knew it would be. Oh, you're sweet. <laughs> In closing, I want to say to our listeners, thank you for spending time with us. We hope you've heard or learned something that's been inspiring or enlightening, and that it, if you hadn't heard something that's been inspiring or enlightening, you hadn't been listening. But whatever it is, we hope it ups your independence, your life, or your business. I'm Carrie McCoy, and I'll see you next time on Up In Your Business. Until then, be brave and keep it up. You've been listening to Up In Your Business with Carrie McCoy. For links to resources you heard discussed on today's show, go to flagandbanner.com, select radio show, and choose today's guest. If you'd like to sponsor this show or any show, email me, Gray, that's G-R-A-Y at flagandbanner.com. All interviews are recorded and posted the following week. Stay informed of exciting upcoming guests by subscribing to our YouTube channel or podcast wherever you like to listen. Carrie's goal is simple to help you live the American dream.